everybody to a great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me tonight is Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger, as always. Uh, got a good one for you. Might be quick, but uh, there's a lot of a lot of good baseball news uh, to cover as the Tigers win the Round Rock Classic. Ended up winning it. Uh, we got women and men's basketball, too, of course. Um, a lot of stuff going on in, in Baton Rouge these days. We'll try and cover it all as much as we can um, and do it diligently like we always do. But before, like we always do, want to check in with the co-host, see how the week was. Um, you know, like I was saying, there's plenty of sports going on this weekend. Otherwise, it's you know it's pretty dead. But um, I mean, spring football's like less than two weeks away. We didn't even think about it. Yeah. Um, so we got that going for us. Um, a pretty good week. Um, how about you guys? Man, it's good to be with you. Good to be talking about you know LSU. Um, a little bit of success on the hard court, a lot of success on the, on the diamond. And then, like you said, spring football really creeping up on us. I didn't, I, I wasn't even thinking, you know, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm still in like, uh, you know, I, it feels like it's January to me. And so I feel like we just, we just finished with the Super Bowl and with the, uh, with the national championship to where I'm like, oh man, I'm thinking like spring, spring, spring football is nowhere near. It's not close, but actually you're right. Like, wow, 10 days away. Um, I'm excited to start seeing the, you know, it's always fun to see the, the big clips coming out of, of, uh, spring practice of the new freshmen coming in and how they look and everything. So, um, excited to, to talk about it all with y'all tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hope spring's eternal. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to <laughs> didn't get to watch a whole lot of the LSU baseball this weekend because it was on that kind of paid subscription for the weekend on the Round Rock Classic. I did get to go to a MLB spring training game near where I am here in Florida. Um, they have they kind of do the the Grapefruit League circuit at various ballparks down here, and I went to one in Jupiter, Florida. It was the the Cardinals versus the Nationals. And it was full teams. Um, they kind of pulled their starters after a couple innings, but Adam Wainwright, the ace for the Cardinals, threw a couple innings. Uh, and former LSU Tiger Kramer Robertson came in at shortstop for the Cardinals and, and played a good amount. He made some actually really good defensive plays. Uh, Kim Mulkey was not there in the stands. They didn't <laughs> flash to her like they would always do. Um, Did he, he get hit? Out. Uh, he, he, I only think he had one at bat, and I think he grounded out, which is kind of sad. But actually, the the people sitting right behind me were also from Baton Rouge. Like their their kid had LSU baseball hat on, um, and then so that was kind of random that they they were on their Mardi Gras break coming from Baton Rouge to Florida. So at all the people to, to sit next to, that was kind of interesting. That's cool. Uh, but but yeah, that was fun. Um, and hopefully, I'll get to go to some more games here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's right. You got uh, you got pretty much half the MLB down there. Um, I know it's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, there, well, I was going to talk about this later, but, you know, there's been some slight rules changes in uh, mm-hmm. not only the MLB, but college. You mm-hmm. know, we've already seen it in both. Like LSU was the first game, like, you know, we're going, we're going to kind of dovetail into this round rock classic, but yeah, it was just, you know, there's a pitch clock now. And we've seen the pitch clock was up. big. You could, you could see it like on the outfield wall and it was, it was 20 seconds after every pitch and it kept it moving along. Like, I, I don't remember them calling any like balls or strikes on it, but you could definitely tell it was like a factor and we were in and out in two and a half hours for a full nine innings, which was really quick. I guess they don't have any commercials as well for yeah. the spring training or, or much, but I was appreciative of that. It was pretty hot, but uh, I do think that's a, a kind of a positive change. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm a more purist. 
<laughs> Tommy yeah, wants the four hour long kicking your... back and eating <laughs> peanuts. We'll get your your naked purest baseball takes in a second. But first, I want to get to um, LSU baseball because uh, they're still, you know, number one team in the nation. They took two out of three in Round Rock, uh, Texas. Uh, this, they call it the classic, the Round Rock classic. Uh, but they actually started the week beating Southern. Uh, it was actually called earlier because they're winning by so much. They went 18 to four. Um, a, lot, a lot of good uh, turns at bat there. And they defeated Kansas State first, winning seven to three. Had another good outing from Paul Skeens. Um, obviously, the bullpen held Kansas State at bay, and the, the Tigers' bats, they weren't like completely flowing but they were they did well they won the first game second game man tigers just got shut down by you know i'm checking my notes here iowa <laughs> uh, i mean i i knew the big 10 had baseball teams because i think michigan made it to the you know the college world series last year or the year before but i, I like i've just i've never heard iowa and baseball like in the same sentence before but they handed it to the Tigers in that second game. Um, they, they almost, you know, were going to run rule us, I guess, uh, if that it would have applied to this tournament. But uh, they won 12-4. to uh, four. Tigers just couldn't get the bats going really at all. They had moments throughout the game. Like a start in the first inning, they were down. They are already down, but they had the bases loaded, zero outs, and then they just had three straight strikeouts. Probably set the tone for the game. I don't know. But, I mean, then they won the last one against Sam Houston State, who had won uh, the previous two games against both of the teams the Tigers played already. Uh, but the Tigers just ran away with that one, 16-4. Uh, to four. And, I don't know, just just like the team we saw against Southern. It's like, you know this team has bats. Like, they have moved guys around. Like, Trey Morgan is not playing first base anymore. Uh-huh. Some freshman named Jared Jones is, and I can see why. It's like, they want to get him on the field because the guy can hit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. So I wasn't able to watch any of it, but I was able to listen to some of it on Tiger Radio or follow along with the stats. Because uh, there's like a, if you're, not, if you're not able to listen to live, they, you know, there's like a same link where you can just follow the stats live through like the same service on LSU Sportsnet. Uh, but I mean, it was, it was entertaining to follow along, listen to it. Um, I don't know. I, th- I still feel like after this weekend, I'm seeing around the rest of college baseball. It's like there's not a, undefeated team really in the top 10 so i don't really i'm not going to put too much emphasis on what they didn't do against iowa because they did so well on the other two games so that's probably going to be this team right it's like six and one throughout the rest of the year that's that's pretty good yeah no i'm i'm very impressed i mean like obviously like like he mentioned the the iowa losses was it wasn't like you know oh they lost a close one um but I'm I'm still I'm still very impressed. I, I mean, the the pit, I feel like everything that we kind of talked about last year that was like, man, okay, if we're gonna have success, you know, it's cool to it's cool to be able to hit, but we gotta we gotta you know shape up a little bit in the field. We gotta be better pitching. We gotta have more depth pitching. Feels like we've got that. And sure, like we we you know lost one to Iowa, um, and you know we lost kind of badly, but uh, we came right back against Sam Houston and consistently like you know like he says one out of six games every other game we've been pretty much dominant um so really exciting to see and and i think you're right like it's exciting to see the amount of um 
the kind of young, you know, it's like, we're not, it's not just, Oh, Hey, Dylan Kreese is going off or Trey Morgan's going off. So like, that's, it's, it's all production pretty much up and down the lineup coming off the bench to a lot of, a lot of bats who aren't in the starting lineup who are getting, who are getting meaningful at bats and, and, you know, competing for, um, competing for spots. So I'm excited about it. I think, I think we're, I'm way more confident in this team than I was last year already. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think a couple of takeaways from this week of baseball is we're going to hit like we were expected to, especially Dylan Cruz. I mean, he's got a, 555 batting average at this point. I know it's early in the Is season, but good? still. Um, that's, that's what I've heard from baseball. <laughs> that, that's all right. But yeah, seven of our guys are hitting 300 or better. And I remember last year, the year before, we had like three people hitting like 300 or better. Yeah. Um, so that's already an improvement. Uh, the second one is that Paul Skeens is an ace. He ran down uh, Kansas State on Friday again. Uh, kind of the corollary to that is we don't really have a premier second or third starter. It's kind of him and then everybody else, which is a bit unfortunate. Riley Cooper had a good outing in the first week, but then he got rung up by Iowa and that's how we got dug into the hole on that one. Uh, and then uh, some of the relievers had kind of mixed outings as well, but yeah, overall um, good showing. Uh, you mentioned the Southern game. We were actually down four to zero in that one before we rang up like 13 <laughs> yeah. in a row. Uh, on that one, we we, were, we had talked about last week about whether Thatcher Herr was going to come pitch because we didn't see him the first week, and that's where he came in. And then he immediately got touched up for four and runs in two innings by Southern. So uh, definitely still some some rust to be shaken off there. Uh, I don't know whether we got this big game on Tuesday coming up against Texas. I'm not sure whether Jay Johnson trusts him to to get back on it against Texas, or that'll be interesting to see on a probably nationally televised game, um, which everyone's excited about. And so that'll be a good one to to make a statement and win. Uh, but that'll be more telling as the season goes on as to who um, kind of our alternates are in terms of starting pitching. But the good news is that we definitely have the bats to win any game. As long yeah. as we don't get a debacle like Iowa, where we left 15 on base, I think, and struck out 15 times. We were swinging for the fences every time and couldn't put the bat to the ball. Uh, but overall, yeah, fun. It's always good to see high scoring games. And yeah, excited to see more LSU baseball this week. True. Yeah. Amen. And then, you know, after they play Texas, uh, then it's, I don't know, it's, um, it's set up kind of like some tournaments, like they're going to play two games against uh, Butler and Central Connecticut State, but they're going to do like a one, two, two, one model on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I, or Monday too. So I, I don't know. That's interesting. I, I don't know if I'd seen that before, but we were hosting two games this weekend. And then I think there's one or two more weeks of, you know, stuff like that. And then it'll start SEC play, but just looking down at the schedule. Yeah. we got some tough teams, but I think most of them we play at home, which is good. I think uh, the toughest road test on the schedule as it stands right now would be Texas A&M who I think they lost a, a game they shouldn't have this weekend. So they, they slipped a bit in the polls, but you know, it's still a pretty strong team. Obviously there's like, six teams in the top 10 or 15 from the sec so uh, it's going to be a gauntlet but um coming out of the gate strong got some plenty of games to still work on things but also still prove things along the way i I think it is about finding that second day guy or third guy because i remember us talking about like hopefully you know we don't have to deal with johnny holt staff this season but like i already see it on day three 
You know, like I, they, they've given Chase Shores. He's had some good outings. They started him, you know, Jay Johnson started him two times in a row for that third game. He did, you know, okay this last time. I think uh, like he didn't get kicked out of the game like Riley Cooper did. It's just I think Jay Johnson gave him what he thought he could handle, and he did okay, you know. Um, I don't know if that's going to help us in the SEC or College World Series tournaments, but um, – I don't know. We got time to figure it out, I think. Right? Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah. Plenty of time. Um, like, what, we've got two more weeks two, until SEC. There's only two weeks. I mean, there's a lot of games packed in those weeks. There's like 10 games in two weeks, so a lot of experience. But uh, definitely want to get that figured out. But, yeah, there'll be lots of innings and lots of chances for people to prove themselves. Sorry to kind of jump on your point, Tommy. Well, I was just going to say, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, two weeks, with, like you said, I'm, I was looking at the schedule. There's like, like you said, 10 games or so. Um, I think that's enough time to, I think, I think we've got, you know, what three fourths of the three fourths of what we need pretty much set. I mean, the hitting we're good. The fielding, we look, we look okay. We look good. Um, you know, maybe tweak tweaking the rotation just a little bit. I, I, I still, you know, I still hope that uh, her can maybe get some more, um, innings under his belt and and maybe get a little bit more confidence i want to i want to try and i hope we can kind of get some of the the top level you know uh pitcher that we hoped we were getting when when he transferred here um but i you know i'm hoping we can we can put it all together and and kind of just see uh nail nail up that uh that pitching staff because if so i mean what else we've kind of got everything we need yeah, I think didn't Christian Little come in and pitch at some point this weekend? I think I saw that. And he was playing shortstop or he was, he was second base or something. Like he transferred as an infielder, I thought, but maybe not. But anyway, we saw Christian Little. Uh, actually, I think I got that wrong. Maybe. Yeah, no, he got some good innings against Southern. He was the one that kind of stabilized after they they pulled her. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah, it was Southern. Uh, but anyway, uh, like you said, yeah, we got guys there. It's just, I, I think the one, Jay Johnson's putting who he's, you know, obviously thinks is, should be starting. Um, and as of now, that Skeens, Cooper, and Shores, I guess, have been the ones that have shown the most, I don't know, endurance there. Um, but, I mean, obviously the Tigers, you know, if they get in a streak hit-wise, like you don't, you know, you probably could get by a few games. Like if the Tigers always show up and hit like they did two out of three games, you know, who could stop that? Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, they actually tied – the most hits they've had ever since like 2014. They had 23 hits uh, against in this last game against Sam Houston State. Um, Dylan Cruz also he was co-SCC Player of the Week, but he set a or he, I think he tied a Tiger record with most doubles because he had what three doubles in that game. So I mean the bats are there. Uh, I remember Jay Johnson. He was interviewed after the game and he said, "Yeah, Dylan Cruz is the greatest player I've ever coached." And I was like, "Oh, that's you know that says a lot. He's got some pros." under his yeah. belt guys that he's coached but I also thought it's like <laughs> this guy you know he's he could have gone to the pros already and i'm i just wonder like if you're lsu's batting coats you know he just goes in there and just rips homer and double after double what do you say to him like, yeah i got no notes you know you're good <laughs> yeah like how much coaching is really involved there that that's the kind of that's the best kind of uh hitting coach you want to the best you know position you want to be in right the hitting coach of, of dylan cruz or something Take it's a resume builder, <laughs> but um, 
I was thinking about as I was watching him. I mean, you know, throughout throughout the first couple of games of the season, I'm like, he's one of the. I, I mean, like across all the sports that we we've covered, I think he's the player that might have lived up to the hype most out of it out of every single top rated player. I mean, can you think? You know what I mean. Yeah. We think about like Cam Thomas, who think who was highly rated. You think about Derek Stingley, obviously, who was highly rated. He was like, wasn't Stingley the highest rated? player like like two four seven player else she's ever gotten as far as he like, was in like the top five i think yeah like ruben randall might have been higher or something but yeah i think patrick peterson has other two but um yeah like i'm thinking of, you know i'm, I'm just thinking, like cruz i think is is easily the most the the like day one he was a difference maker and he i mean i i really can't think of a time that he's had a a, a bad slump you know, knock on wood but like it's not like he had a, you know, he he had an electric freshman year and then they figured him out and he came back sophomore year and was like, you know, uh, we we know how to pitch him or something like that. Mm-hmm. So good for him. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, one more shout out to Trey Morgan, who hit for the cycle in order against Southern. He was the first player to hit for the cycle since 2010 for LSU. And pretty crazy they did it in order. Couldn't find any stats on that. There was something that was only like 10 times it did ever happen in the MLB, but uh, pretty special. Yeah, he, he's another special one. Him and Dylan mm-hmm. Cruz, I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah, the odds of hitting against, they're hitting the, the cycle in order. I mean, that's like Powerball numbers right there, right? Like, they, yeah. you, we'll probably never, we won't see that again for a while. Um yeah, I mean the, the Tigers look great. So the but we did see this pitch clock in effect because they actually ended that first game against Kansas State. It was a called strike three because he wasn't in the batter's box, I guess, with what like eight seconds left or something. And so if they're not, it's a strike, and it ended the game uh, for LSU. I mean, it, it's not like you know that was they they had a runner on on third base who could have tied the game or something like it was. You know they were down four four runs um with two outs and i don't know if they really had i don't know how much momentum they had because i couldn't see it but so that was the case but then there was also one that already played out in um uh, spring training ball and it was actually the braves and uh the red sox i think the game ended the same way uh but it was just a tie like they, I mean, I guess it's because it's preseason. I don't know, but you know, it's just the game ended in a time. Like, well, that sucks. <laughs> you know, there's, it's like rarely do you see a tie in baseball. Speaking yeah. of like purism, like even I guess it's you know it's spring training. Like, why maybe it goes back to the whole of like trying to keep the time of the game down and like why you know they got so many games in spring training ball back to back to back sometimes in the same stadium so. You know, I understand it from that point, but you know, you get into October with playoffs. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna, it's gonna cause. I don't know if it calls a revolution in baseball, but it's gonna affect things, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, talk about the the, uh, you know, the changes in it. I saw what Gary. Did you see? Did you see Gary Sheffield's tweet about it? Mm-mm. Um, he's like. He was like, we asked, we we asked a bunch of people like, what would make you watch baseball? And they said, we'll make the game shorter and and um and make it uh and, and you know the the pit make the pitching do the pitch clock make it shorter make it more uh you know whatever. 
And uh, he said, yeah, and these are the same people who are going to who are going to watch baseball for like 10 minutes and then go watch Netflix. Like, <laughs> it's not going to matter because this isn't it's like asking, you know, someone who doesn't who doesn't care about, uh, you know, doesn't care about painting what kind of art you should do. They're, they, don't, they're, they don't care anyway. So I, I don't I don't know if this is the best course of action for uh, for baseball, but we'll see. Daniel, what do you say? Uh, I don't have much to say on that. I mean, I see your point, Tommy, where it's like, what's the difference between a three hour and 30 minute game versus a three hour and 15 minute game? Really? Uh, it's not going to shave off that much time, most likely. Um, well, it's like, gonna... I, don't, I don't know if like the core is the core fan base. I mean, and then also it, it, this relates to college football. Um, I feel like a lot of the sports are trying to do that now. Have you seen the, like the college football rule changes? Yeah, they're trying to With, cut it all down. They're trying to cut it all down. Of course, the, and I, I saw something that was uh, um, interesting. It's like, yeah, but how are they going to cut out the commercial breaks? No, no, no. So like, you know, it's like it's all about money in, in some ways. Like they're going to figure yeah. out how to they figure out how to squeeze more commercials in because now they do those commercials. They're like in the huddle and they have the commercial on half the screen where like, they yeah, they, they they zoom out and it and it turns into like new Jake from Steak Farm is trying to give me that smirk. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I I feel like that it's I feel like it's just kind of like robbing. It's robbing the fan in, in a lot of ways. And it's and, it, you know, it's just going to. They're still going to you're still going to have the ads. The ads are what the ads are what get what makes the game so long. The the media, the ad timeouts, the media timeouts, the the pausing to cut to break. Um, you know, if you really want to make the game shorter, then sell less ads. But they're not going to do that, which I understand why that's that's their business model. Um, but I wouldn't say don't don't don't, you know, mess with the fundamentals of the game and then tell us this is what we wanted. Right, right. Because, um, like, there's a lot of purists out there that don't want the, the pace of the game messed with. They want baseball to still be leisurely, you know, except when the ball's in play. But it's like you think of, like, who are okay, kids? So who's who are most of the people going to these games? It's like they moved the stadium for the Braves away from, like, south of downtown yeah. because they figured out, like, most of the people coming to these games are from the north side of Atlanta. Yeah, so they, live. they moved the whole state. Yeah, like they changed it for that. And, you know, I, I think it's still true. I think the stadium is now in a better en- environment for everybody involved, um, although I think still parking and uh, traffic flow is horrible. Uh, but it's like the maybe they're trying to also cut down because, you know, if it's a week, there's a lot of weeknight games, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every night. And it's like these games don't start till 7, 7, 10, 7, 30. Yeah. Uh, you know, these people want to go to the game, but most of them have to leave by or before the seventh inning anyway to get their kids to bed. So I don't know. I, I, I heard some commenters talking about, you know, they, they'd notice like a dramatic change in LSU games. Like instead of being three and a half to four and a half hour games, they're like more like around two and a half, three hour games, which, you know, could be nice. I think, um, but there was one tweet I saw that, it shows like this is this is this is why the MLB probably made this rule changes. It was two videos side by side. One was like Jose Altuve of Astros hitting an inside the park home run, right? Uh-huh. And the next was like some Dodgers pitcher, like how long it took him in between pitches to one batter, and like like you know he would do things where he would check to first, he would check to second, he would step off the mound, collect himself. 
but like they kept replaying the Jose Altuve video and he went around, <laughs> he hit an inside the park home run seven times before the guy threw the next pitch. So I think you look at stuff like that and you're like, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, they could be a little bit quicker with the, with the pitch count or with, you know, at the pace of the pitching. Cause that's to me, that's where it slows it down during the game is pitchers and batters just taking their sweet time. Yeah. Well, I mean, they even, you know, they have, they have uh, changed rules about like with the batter stepping out of in and out of the box. Yeah. You know, like they, they had, they did rules. They did rule changes like that. I remember, um, you remember Evan Longoria, the third baseman for the Rays. Um, he was, he was yep. MVP in like 2010, I think. But um, anyways, he he did this whole thing where like he would step out after every pitch and adjust his batting gloves. And like they did. And I remember at the time, this is before really pace of play was even like a, a conversation, really. It was more about and, and they did a whole E60, like those like uh, real like highbrow think pieces. Science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did a they did a think piece on um, Evan Longoria and the reason he did it. And he talked and he had like him and his like uh mental coach mental health coach like talking about how when he goes like when he steps out of the box and undoes his gloves it was like a wiping the slate clean and all this and so i mean and, and which i guess that's cool and like you know he at the time he was one of the hottest players in the in the league and you know was hitting great and they went to a world series they lost i think but um yeah uh, but like that was that was part of the game and it was almost celebrated and so, and now you can't even like he couldn't do that. That's not allowed anymore. So, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. That wasn't that long ago. I guess it was thirteen years ago. But I know it seems like forever. I mean, like you said, the Super Bowl seems like two months ago to me at this point. Even though it's only been a couple, three weeks maybe. But um, yeah, the, the we'll, we'll see how that affects the game moving forward. I, I don't think it'll affect the Tigers too much. They'll probably help people get home quicker. Um, but uh, moving on to men and women's basketball, it was actually a good week for both. I know the men, they they had a, they only went one and one, but I mean, we'll take what we can get at this point, right? Uh, they It started with them beating Vanderbilt 82 to 63. And it was remarkable because it, it stopped our, what, 13 game losing streak, whatever, but also stopped Vandy. They were on like a five game win streak mm-hmm. um and you know we were just the worst team in the sec or so i thought uh but there's a team actually worse than us and that's old miss so bad like they fired their coach like right yep. before they played us but like they came around and beat us pretty much by this almost the same score as 82 to 69 and it just makes you think all right well it's like the tigers were getting close with some of these games where they lost up by by two to to someone and then you know, it's like they finally won against Vandy, and it's like, I don't know. I think it's more of just like an odds thing where, you know, as far as like mediocre teams go, I think there's only so many they we can lose to before we're probably just do a win, right? Like just based on, you know, let's say if all just your see, talents average, yeah. So I just like put, two, put two teams on the tw- on the court, like come on, the uh, one out of a hundred, you're gonna win, yeah, right. So to me, that's what this Vandy win was, because like I said, they just they, the very next game against an even worse team, and we just you know we couldn't we couldn't really we 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 could get close, but we just could not get over a hump. So same old story. I don't know if you got any if you guys had anything to say about it, but uh, I, I mean, think, it, 
Go ahead, Tommy. Uh, no, you go ahead, Daniel. I'll, I'll, I'll. I was going to say, it feels good to break the streak after losing 14 in a row. The kind of sad thing about it is hardly anybody even watched it happen. I, I know I didn't because there wasn't much reason to watch when you're expecting number 15 in a row. And I saw and heard some reports from the stadium that there was like 2,000 in attendance or something. And when the PMAC holds like 15 or 16,000, uh, which is pretty lackluster. I mean, it is a Wednesday night game and you're on a 14 game losing streak, but support for LSU basketball is pretty much still an all time low, or at least in recent memory. Um, they fired Johnny Jones after a somewhat similar season, I guess about five years ago before Will Wade. And then now we're kind of back in the same situation. We're kind of stuck with Matt McMahon for probably one more year, possibly two due to the size of his buyout over $14 million for a basketball coach. Kind of crazy, but yeah. And then we, we went right back to it and, and lost to the Ole Miss rebels who were even worse. Like you mentioned, Scott. So uh, kind of depressing, but uh, we got one on the board. And so now that we can uh, pitch that to the recruits that we can win two games in the sec. Yeah. That's big, big recruiting for us. <laughs> it's like, Hey, look at this Vanderbilt man. But the only thing that the only thing I can that I'm I mean one and Daniel you kind of mentioned it I mean like Matt McMahon how hot is his seat now I know we we've we've talked about it throughout this entire season um, about the the kind of cover that he's getting because of the situation that he that he started out with and and we I mean we we've beaten this horse so much like we all know that everybody transferred he barely had a team he had to put together from the transfer portal and whatever. But, I mean, it's just bad. They're just not good. The other thing that's interesting, you mentioned Ole Miss firing their coach. Um, did you see? I'm, I'm sure y'all saw. Yes, like, I, I know what you're going to say. Just say it. One of the top candidates, <laughs> allegedly, is Will Wade. How would that be? I mean, and, and I don't, I, like, I feel like uh, I, I'm not, I, I don't even know if I was, I'm not a huge, I'm kind of ambivalent on Will Wade. I'm not some apologist. I'm not some guy who was like, oh, he did nothing wrong. He was wrongly fired. But I'm also like, I mean, I thought he was a fine coach and I thought he did a good job with us. Um, and I'm like, I'm, I don't think I would be like, I don't think it would be like if, as if we let, I don't think it's going to be if, if he goes on to, to Ole Miss or, or even somewhere else in the SEC, it's not going to be like we let, you know, Saban Calipari you or Saban or, <laughs> or, or yeah, or like Coach K. You know, oh, we fired him, and then he went on, and he, Will Wade's not going to be the greatest coach in basketball. But, um, I mean, w- will he will he improve Ole Miss? Probably. I think he'll make him better. And I think you know, uh, I think he's yeah, I think he's a good coach. And and I'm, I hope I hope McMahon is as good as kind of we all were told he was. And and because at the beginning of the season, I was thinking, oh, like you know, maybe maybe. LSU basketball has actually got a better, better program, you know, aside of who's at the head of it, a better program than we thought. And maybe Will Wade has contributed to that. He kind of elevated the program a little bit, but, but maybe Matt McMahon can kind of continue on where he, uh, where he left off and, and keep, keep us going in an upward trajectory. Um, I don't think that's true now. Um, maybe Will Wade was the reason that we were, maybe he was like the singular reason why we were that good for, a while i don't know i mean um, at least way would bring attention and likely a lot of energy to the old miss program yeah. which is something that we're lacking a lot of at this point i mean matt mainly he seems like an all right guy but it just it doesn't inspire a lot of fire like from 
I guess yeah. the players because we're losing and also the fans, uh, which is, is, is tough. And Will Wade had that at least charisma, whether his on the field or on the, on the court, excuse me, product was matching to that was not always true, but uh, he, he brought the heat in some aspects. He's, he's when you think back about it, he's kind of a weird guy. I mean, like, there was nothing that remarkable about him other than other than he was a very good recruiter and the way he recruited may or may not have been illegal and he got in trouble for it. And that was that like, I mean, does, do people, do you think if, if Will Wade does it, if Will Wade just kind of goes about his business and doesn't get in trouble, I don't know if there's the big fanfare around him, you know, remember the general and he wore all the, he wore the outfit and they, yeah. Like I don't, I don't know if that would have happened if it, if he doesn't get in trouble. I feel like there was so much attention on him, and the LSU fan base can be so, um, uh, I don't know how to put it, like like eager to take a side, and yeah. most of them, you know, just because of I don't know, I th- I feel like it was almost like a flip of the coin, but most of the fan base kind of ended up on his, you know, took Will Wade's side. I guess actually I know why at the time. It was a, it was positioned as Will Wade versus Oliva, and every LSU fan at the time in 2018, 2019, you hate it's just given. You hate Oliva. Everyone who anyone who's against Oliva must be good. And so he, I, you know, I feel like he really benefited from the hatred of Oliva and the hatred of F. King Alexander, uh, the former president. I don't know if he would be as popular. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's interesting. It'd be, it, it, I feel like it was almost like a lightning in a bottle situation for him. Well, but he also could recruit. I mean, no, no, it yeah. remains to be seen how legal it was at the time. But it's like, I, I think his future success depends on, you know, if you were, let's say, where he was to go to Ole Miss, you know, it's like, how, how good's the NIL money in Oxford? Right. Yeah. It's like he, he if he did have to get by before, like that's how he built these these good LSU teams was money under the table. Not that others don't do it, but, you know, it's like he could recruit. So I, it's like and he won that SEC title. So I I don't know. Um, is he going to take over the SEC if he goes to Ole Miss? I doubt it. I mean, no one else has over there. I mean, what they had that they had that one run, of you know, years ago. What was his name? Marshall Henderson or something. You know, it's yeah. like they had that, that one good player, that one set of years, and you know, that's kind of been about it. So I don't know if Will Wade's enough to change that program. Um, our program definitely needs to change, but it's like, what could he use? It's like he hasn't done anything. I, I know it's his, he started over, but he's had a team, and three of those guys were on his previous team. He's mm-hmm. got another guys to come. It's like, what is he? what's his pitch now? Because it's like, well, I haven't done anything with what I have. You mean big man? You're right. Yeah. Um, but it's like, He's like, well, our, you know, our sister program, the, the LSU Lady Tigers are great. There's a good environment here. We just need you to help us win because look at all these SEC teams with all this other talent. The only reason we're not winning is because we need you, buddy. It's like you, you can use the success of everybody else to like help say, hey, we need you here. Other than that, it's like what, what can he sell on himself? You know, What way can recruit, though? I, I'll give him that. Yeah. Hmm. A curious um, case of Will Wade. <laughs> Will we ever know what actually happened? Maybe not. Yeah, I, I imagine we will because it's 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 like you don't really hear anything about it since. But these like wheels have to be turning very slowly behind the scenes with this these reviews and all everything that's going on the clearing houses, whatever it's involved. But um, it's not our problem anymore, right? We're just here 
to get uh, to wipe the slate, so to speak. I'm sure, you know, Kim Mulkey's Lady Tigers kind of help with that. Maybe this was all a setup. If you want to get really <laughs> like weird about it, yeah, maybe maybe this this rise in this mul- this mulkydom that's happening right now because the Lady Tigers finished the regular season twenty seven and one, tying the team's previous record, and I, it's just amazing what they've done. Uh, maybe it is to kind of overshadow what happened with the men's team. I'm joking, of course, <laughs> but I, I'm still not convinced that. You know, the Tigers do something this year or the next year. They're not going to rename the PMAC, you know, the, the Maravich Mulkey Center. I just, I can just see it now, right? Um, but for their credit, uh, oh, you were saying something earlier about attendance being really bad. They actually set a record at that last game. For yeah, the, the women, the women set the PMAC attendance record, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, what, set back in 81, which was like, 15,694. This one was 15,721. I think there's not much room to grow beyond that, but uh, congrats to them. I mean, Angel Reese did her thing. Her 27th double-double also ties the season high. I think Sylvia Foles was the other one. And I don't know. That's her seventh player of the week honor, too. So I don't know. I'm just kind of curious to see what they'll do. I think they're slated as like a, a, a two-seed in the tournaments, where, wherever they end up. So... Uh, you know, I, I imagine they're not going to lose on the first round in the SEC tournament, but I, I think their position is pretty solidified in the postseason, you know, in the March Madness dance. Yeah, um, I think they're like a, probably a top two, number three, a worst seed, no matter what happens in the SEC tournament. And it'd be interesting to see if they in South Carolina run the table in the SEC tournament and face off against each other again, the only team that beat us uh, in the finals. So that'd be pretty exciting. And at least it gives LSU fans something to cheer for in the month of March, which will be upon us in, in two days' time. <laughs> True. Uh, and then we can finally say that this is March. I'm excited. LSU men, they, they will be making the SEC basketball tournament as the very last seed, barring any miracles this upcoming week. Uh, so they'll probably be one and done. But the women, I think they've already locked up the number two seed. So they'll be playing, I think, Friday or something. Um, so you can tune in for that at least um, after the the baseball. But yeah, so um, the, and then the men's tournament isn't until next week, so we'll be able to to preview that then. Yeah, what that's worth. I, I wasn't sure if it was a typo, but I saw it was some guy referencing some uh, some model for the SEC tournament they put out, but it had like SEC is a 15 seed in the SEC tournament. It's like <laughs> oh, they're so bad. They're like they have to play their way into a a 14 team tournament. Anyway, thought that was funny. It's 14 slip maybe, but um, <laughs> yeah, we're 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 that bad. Um, hopefully getting better though in the off season. Uh, so I don't know. That was pretty much it for basketball. Um, unless you guys had something else. No, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I would say there wasn't too much happening. You know, football's been, I mean, the XX XFL still going. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see anything this weekend. I don't know if you guys did. Yeah. It's like, I just want to see that first time and, I don't know. If you got stuff to do, you, you do it. If not, I guess you just sit home and watch XFL. Yeah. But um, LSU, as we talked about, spring balls coming up. We'll probably talk a little bit about, more about that as it gets closer and then right as it happens. Um, just to kind of talk about expectations where, you know, see what, what we're hearing so far out of camp. But uh, we also have LSU Pro Day in the NFL draft coming up. So a lot of stuff coming down with that. 
Um, I mean, there's also, you know, the, the, the final signing day, although I don't, want, I don't think we really expect any news out of there. LSU, I don't know. I mean, they do have two more spots, though, because I don't know if you saw Seven Banks, like, quietly declared for the draft. So yeah. he's gone. Um, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's like, ah, oh, what do I have to prove? You know, it's like he, he probably maybe had enough film before he came to LSU, which he was kind of injured, so he didn't get to play much. But it's like he's probably going to want to waste another year and get injured and have the same thing happen. It's like, I don't know, just take my chances in the draft. Yeah, you know? I guess so. Um, but like you said, he didn't play much. He didn't play much at LSU. I, didn't, I mean, yeah. I guess I guess he's you know hoping that that Ohio State his the the time he got at Ohio State and that and I feel like that name you know the Ohio State name people like DBs from Ohio State. I, I know that I know the Saints will give him a look strictly yeah. on that alone. Absolutely, <laughs> right? Um, but we also lost. Uh, it was freshman Michael uh, Doherty, safety, yep. entered the portal. It's like he just came here for uh, early enrollment in January. Boom! It's already gone in four weeks. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. Um, but I don't know. It's like we had plenty of depth in the in the DB area. So I, I don't know if it was maybe he just didn't like the fit, a culture fit. I don't know if the, he thought the practices were. I, I don't know. Who knows? They they didn't really say much. It's just he's moving on. Please respect yeah. it. They they uh, they assigned the Great Gatsby in English one hundred and one, and he didn't really like reading that book. <laughs> so he was like, I can't deal with this. And he just he dipped out. <laughs> yeah. Fair that's, enough. that's insider information. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, he saw his green light then, didn't he, Daniel? How's that for? A, how's that this for is a not where Easter? I would never have had Great Gatsby references on, on your my podcast bingo card. Yeah. <laughs> Only on talking takes, folks. Um, so, I mean, that was pretty much it. I mean, we. I'm sure we'll hear some more out of uh, Brian Kelly coming up, but I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if this is our year. We'll, we'll cover it in the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got the, plenty of time. And the uh, the combines this weekend, it's always kind of exciting to watch, see who gets the fastest 40 time or whatever. One person who kind of needs a big combine is Keishon Butte. Yes. After this, this past year, he's got to prove that he's still got the wheels after being hurt and opting out and all this, that, and the other. Uh, we don't really have any top stars who are looking to get like early first round, which is unfortunate, but we got nine players there. So plenty of talent across the board. Uh, I guess I'll just read off the list real quick. Micah Baskerville, Keishon Butte, Anthony Bradford, Makai Garner, Ali Gay, Dre Jenkins, BJ Ojolari, Jaqueline Roy, who was, we mentioned highly touted. He was like a five-star recruit coming out of high school. And I would say he never really quite lived up to his potential at LSU. So um, cause before this past season, he was projected like a first round pick in the NFL and then he never really kind of got the wheels turning. Uh, but so maybe Roy can, can make some noise. And then lastly, Jay Ward, who actually did have a good season. Uh, but yeah, yeah so, so best of luck to all of them. Yeah, indeed. I don't know guys, I think that'll pretty much do it for us here. Yeah. Another, another good week in the books, another, uh, you know, week creeping closer to, uh, to football, which is music to my ears oh did you see it was snowing in los angeles i did not see that it was crazy yeah it's it's you know it, it's, it's like lightly dusted up by the hollywood sign but um yeah it's just like some huge cold front you just you never see that i mean you can drive from downtown to like a ski slope in two hours maybe less so there's it's close enough 
to snow, but that's at higher elevation, obviously. Uh, never in Los Angeles, but yeah, it was crazy to see snow falling. Huh. Yeah, no snow here. It's been 85 and hot in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, we, we just got to look out for tornadoes, apparently. Or like the whole, all the Southeast is on tornado watch for the yeah. time being. Um, but anyway, enough, enough on our weather reports. Uh, I don't know, guys. I, I think we could probably stop there. Yeah. Wrap it up. Good problem. Uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, we'll make it a express. So that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Tune in next week. We'll have some more for you, more baseball, basketball, and anything else that goes on uh, right here. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.